Hello and welcome to CITR Sports. My name is Jake McGurl. Alongside me are Liz Wang and Corey Branson, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the unceded grounds of the Musqueam people. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Always keep you up to date with the latest UBC Thunderbirds news, standings, and stories. The biggest event this past weekend was the Men's Basketball National Championship Tournament, which... Did not go great for UBC. They did win two of their three games they played, but the problem is they lost the first one and then ran through the consolation bracket to finish fifth. Elsewhere, baseball split their home series against Corbin and softball opened up conference play with a three-game sweep on the road in Bellevue, Washington. And you may be thinking, hey, that's only three sports. This is a half-hour show. How is this going to work? Well, we have an answer, and it comes from our very own Corey Branson. Yeah, so this week we actually have a great interview to kick things off. As a couple days ago, I was able to sit down with the standout rookie of the women's golf team, Esther Lee. The Maple Ridge secondary product has claimed two individual wins so far in her debut season and was named Cascade Collegiate Conference Golfer of the Week back in September when she tied the CCC single-round scoring record. She's also the first golfer to appear on Thunderbird Eye. I mean, that's probably just as good as any accolade she's received so far. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That's something to put in your trophy case. So, without any further ado, here's my conversation with Esther Lee. Hello, everybody. I'm Corey Branson with the CITR Sports Collective and Thunderbird Eye, here to interview one of our own Thunderbird athletes. Today, I am joined by Esther Lee, the standout freshman of the women's golf team here at UBC. As a first year, Esther has only played in six events so far with the team, but in those tournaments, UBC has taken first place four times, and Esther herself has won two of those events individually. Esther Lee, thank you for being here. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we are very excited to have this interview happening. All right, so we're going we're gonna to get the negative stuff out of the way right at the start here. I don't like to be negative, but we're going to talk about last week a little bit. Uh, the team was just playing in Sacramento. Uh, you folks finished in 11th place out of 11 schools. Not your best performance. Do you have any idea of what went awry in that tournament? Is it the course or the competition or something else? Um, it was our first event. Uh, we haven't played since, I think, late September. And then we didn't have a lot of chances to play because of the snow, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and that shouldn't be an excuse. But, yeah, that's one of the factors. And also the fact that it wasn't our conference. Maybe, like, people yeah. didn't feel confident or comfortable enough to play their games. Their heads might not have been in the game. There are, like, a lot of factors. But I think... Overall, it was the scores weren't good, but I think it was a really good experience for our team just to like get the feel of the of playing tournaments. Yeah, no, I, it, that's good to hear. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it, it's always a learning experience, I guess you can say, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that's. I think that's all we're gonna talk about from <laughs> <laughs> from last week. Yeah, yeah. Enough of the negative stuff. Yeah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's move on uh, to talking just more about you specifically. So I'm a bit. I'm a bit curious about kind of your own athletic journey. Before we got on air, we were talking about you were from Brazil originally. Yes. So I'm wondering kind of how you ended up here. Uh, have you always played golf? Did you have another sport that you were really into growing up? Or what really made you want to become a golfer? Um, I used to play tennis. I wasn't good, of course, <laughs> because apparently I'm really bad at running. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So And my grandpa, he owned a range. 
Okay. So I yeah. used to go there after school and just like hang out and hit balls, and I feel like that's that was the first step for me to play competitive golf. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And like, when did you end up in Canada? Four, almost five years ago. Okay. So when I was fourteen. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And that was. And did you come straight? You're from Maple Ridge. I'm right? from. Yeah. I just went straight to Maple Ridge okay. from Brazil. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I like that. And this is. So kind of similar, kind of bouncing off that, uh, you mentioned like you started in tennis and then you went into golf because mm-hmm. you had a, a range that was accessible to you. But did you have any sort of role models in the golfing world that you really looked up to or that you still really look up to, whether that's like local like coaches or club pros or like professionals, people like that? When I used to play in Brazil, I didn't have any role models. Maybe that's why I wasn't as good. But then once I came here, I met my coach, which is the dad of one of my teammates and um he seems to enjoy golf a lot and sometimes golf can be a really stressful sport but then he just enjoys it so much and i really look up to it because it's really hard to play like that yeah yeah okay yeah enjoying every second of it i feel like it's really hard to do that cool and was that your coach was that your coach sorry at ubc or back back in maple ridge back in maple ridge cool all right that's mm-hmm. awesome. Good. Yeah. But <laughs> no professionals then you were looking up to? I really like positive professionals. Okay. So like the same idea, those who really seem to be enjoying even like the negative parts of golf, like when they're playing bad, they're always smiling and trying their best. I think that's something I want to achieve in my game. All right. Yeah. I like that. Uh, like the Matt Kuchar type. Yeah. Always smiling off the pain. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that, I really like that. That's really positive. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the fall because the fall was incredible for you folks. Yep. So at your first university-level tournament, you're in Cresswell, Oregon. You finished in fifth place. UBC won as a team. And then the very next week, you win the College of Idaho Invitational. You tied a Cascade Conference single-round record in the process with a second-round 69. And UBC wins again. Now, this was a few months ago now, but I'm wondering, what was that tournament like? How did it feel? What was going through your head when this was all happening? Mm-hmm. I was actually a bit frustrated about my first round. I'm not going to lie. I was trying my best not to play as bad on the second date. And I think that like that rage just, <laughs> just helped me play better because I was just, I narrowed down my targets and I was just like doing my best to like just play to the targets and yeah for the first time in like five years I was really angry at myself and then that ended up pretty well yeah I would say so. yeah but I don't think I'm gonna do that anymore (laughs) (laughs) yeah well I really appreciate that your last answer was like oh I like I like being really positive on the golf course and then it's the first time that being angry at myself was successful yeah Yeah. well hey don't I guess don't knock it until you tried it yeah you tried it and it worked Mm -hmm. yeah okay that's awesome um just kind of a side note on that your teammate Kate Johnston she finished in second in that event uh now did that make things a little bit easier for you knowing that one of your teammates was right behind you or does that make it a bit tougher having somebody that you know so close Mm, I think there are like up and ups and downs for example she has played more golf than me so obviously I lacked some some experience and then I was like oh maybe she deserves to be first place but then on this side and all it like even if I lost to her she's my teammate and I love her so I wouldn't be that affected so it was like really just 
it was a bit of like a motivation and also like I was calm because we wouldn't be losing the title to anyone but someone from UBC so it was really good to have her like right right there like yeah. second place yeah. yeah it was positive all right that's good to hear I yeah glad to hear you guys aren't brutal rivals or anything because yeah of no that. I love her with my whole heart <laughs> that's good all right so moving moving forward from that one you then went down to Washington, the team finished fourth, and then you came back to play in Canada. You were playing at the Vikes Shootout on the island, you were playing in my hometown. Mm-hmm. And there, UBC won again, you won again, Kate was in second again. So again, pretty much the same question, how was that tournament for you? And I'm also wondering, like, how did having that previous victory experience from just a few weeks before help you when you were trying to win for the second time? I think... Um, that course, I've, I have played that course a lot of times, so we had some pretty big events in it's in that course. So I had a pretty good sense about where I was supposed to hit my shots, and I think that helped me a lot. But also, I feel like that tournament was like the tournament that I was like the most calm. Like I did not care if I won. I did not care if like I played. I cared if I played well, but I tried to have fun and then just do my best in every single shot and yeah the results were good so i'm yeah. glad <laughs> i would agree i like that character arc you got going there yeah. first one is fueled by rage and then the second yeah one. i just learned I, it's just it's a sport so you're supposed to enjoy it and you play for five hours so there's no point of getting mad at yourself i feel yeah yeah, yeah well no i can't argue with you it, yeah. it, it worked out um, and that tournament as well was also, it served as qualifying for the Canadian College Championship. Was that something that was in your mind? Did that put more pressure on you as you were coming um, down the stretch? Yes, it was in my mind. It's my first year and I don't know how the system works here, but I heard that it was a qualifier for the Canadians. But my whole team is really supportive and they just told me to do my best. And like our coaches are really like supportive too. And she, she said... Just play your best with no regrets and you'll be fine because I believe in you and then we all believe in you and then we know that you'll be able to make it through. Jeez, that's so heartwarming. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I want to be on the golf team now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So a uh, little thing I noticed when looking at both of your wins from back in the fall, you were mm-hmm. trailing heading into the final round in both events. You managed to come out on top in the end both those times, but what do you think made you so good at coming from behind and what do you think makes you so good in general at playing from a few strokes back? I have like this tendency since junior golf, so my scores tend to improve, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, we'll knock on <laughs> knock the on desk wood. <laughs> They tend to improve as I play more rounds so I think that's one of the reasons why so like on the first day I'll always try to like not make as many mistakes and then second and third and fourth day I'll be just playing my game so I just have to really defend on the first day and I think that's why yeah yeah well there's the old adage right you can't win a golf tournament on the first day but you can certainly lose yeah yeah definitely so trying to avoid that Yeah. yeah All right, that's good. So you mentioned your uh, your junior golf a bit there. Mm-hmm. So I want to look back at that a bit. I went into your stats. So you've always been good since you've been playing in BC, but in the last couple of years before you came to UBC, you hadn't won a tournament. Mm-hmm. So last year you had a couple runner-up finishes, including at the BC Junior Girls Championship. 
and you never finished outside of the top 15 last year, but first place eluded you a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering, did something change over the summer that made you better equipped when you came to UBC and led to you winning those two titles in the fall? So for when I was playing junior golf, I never really got a break. And then right before I came to UBC this summer, I got to have a break. I had to have a break because it was just like overwhelming, like so much golfing. And my dad actually suggested me, he, he told me to just rest for a little bit because this would be like the, my only chance for a while. And then that, I feel like I got a lot of it. So I got, I learned how to stay more calm in my rounds. And I think that's why I can say that I was successful, maybe. Great, yeah. yeah. Well, again, I sound mm-hmm. like a broken record in here, but it's it's working out for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we still have a, a long way to go, so I hope, yeah, I hope I can just keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah, well, again. do you think, uh, I mean, you said having the break. How much were you playing over the winter? This just this past season because I know like official tournaments you guys had quite a long break mm-hmm. in between the one you had last week and the last one in October. So we didn't get to play a lot of tournament, uh, a lot of like rounds in the winter because it was just snowing so much. But yeah. then still like we try to like always like have meetings when we don't have practices just to like get the girls talking to each other. And then when the weather is like nicer, we usually go to the ranges and then we just hit some balls and then we do drills and then we compete with each other. So yes, the weather affected, but yeah, we still have some great facilities and like some great coaches. So yeah, just, we kept going. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Well, I hope that break works out for you folks as you go into the next few tournaments here. Yeah. Helps you out. So you're you're from Brazil originally, but when you came to Vancouver, you were living in Maple Ridge. Yes. So once you got here, I assume UBC was somewhat on your radar. It's the big school in the area, and they have a great golf program. But I'm wondering if you considered going to any other schools to play, either in Canada or internationally. I originally wanted to go to the States because they usually have a bigger golf program they have like more opportunities but then um i was talking to my parents and then they told me that yes going to the states was a good idea but it was more important for me to find a school that i would love and then i would have great experiences and like nice people nice coaches and like nice teammates and i didn't really find the team that i thought it would be good for my personality and like my improvements until like I so I have one of one of my closest friends she's on the team too and I just heard some great like stories about the women's golf team so I just scheduled a meeting with the head coach or head coach Chris and then I just talked to him and I just I just thought that UBC was the school I was looking for cool awesome so you mentioned your team here uh, golf obviously is an individual sport for the most part, but in university golf, you do play in teams. And so I'm wondering, um, especially with you being the only freshman on the T-Birds team this year, how has the team and how has Coach Chris or Coach McDonald, I'm not sure how he prefers to be referred to as, which, what would you say? Um, I think Coach Chris. Okay, Coach yeah. Chris. I'm wondering how those, the team and Coach Chris have helped you out this year developing I your game. I honestly don't think I could ever find a better team. 
I just love the girls so much. They're so supportive. I just, I never thought I would be able to like play golf with such amazing people. And like the coaches are really like, they're really skilled. So they just help us like develop like personally too. So like they will help us individually. And I feel like, yes, American schools, they're awesome. But then I just think that this is the one school that like, like I could not love like the girls more. Yeah, I'm just really happy I'm here. Well, we're happy to have you here, <laughs> Thank <Esther. laughs> you. <laughs> All right. So I want to ask the one technical question here because I am a bit of a I am a bit of a golf nerd myself. So when you talk about golfers, it's often so and so is a great bunker player, so and so is a good putter, etc. Of course you want to be good at everything when you're playing this sport, but I'm wondering what you think is the best aspect of your game and alternatively which is the component you try to work on the most. I think all golfers will agree that short game is definitely the go to if you want to improve your scores. Yes. <laughs> and then I am not a really long hitter, so I definitely have to work more on my short game because I will miss screens a lot just because the distance. Yeah. So I feel like that is the part, the aspect of my game that I work the most and I'm the most keen to like work on it because it's so much fun too, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Okay, yeah. hypothetical here. You're, let's say, just off the green, but the hole is about 80 feet away. Do you play American and pitch it as close as you can or do you play European and chip it to the hole? I will chip it to the hole. Okay. Yes. Okay, because yes. you always see so many guys now who try to be really fancy, you know, flop it, oh, skyscraper but, <laughs> height in the air, and then land it right beside the Flopping hole. Flopping is not a good idea because if you don't get the contact right, your ball is just gone and your mento is just on the ground. All right. Yeah. Good to know that you play it <laughs> close to the vest. Yes. All right. So, moving on. We've, so, we've asked this to a few of our athletes that we've had for interviews before. It's a really fun question that I really like. I'm wondering what your sporting superstitions are. Do you or the team have any sort of wacky regimens or routines that you go through in practice or on tournament days to try and guarantee success? We don't have really wacky ones, but we do a team hurdle. And I think that really like sets, sets the spirit, but I, I don't think we have like a really weird one or that we have to like say things or, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't have a Hey, weird. no, that's okay. I'm not going to... I don't want you to lie on air, so yeah. that's good. All right. So you're a freshman. You're pretty new to university golf. As we've said, I don't expect you to have all the answers, but do you have any ideas about what the future is going to hold for you? Is it pro golf that you're seeing yourself doing or something else kind of related in that field? Or are you looking at a totally different path right now? I definitely am leaning towards golf more just because I've done it for such a long time. And it's a really good sport to like develop like personally. And like you learn so much in the sport. Definitely leaning towards golf but I still have a lot of time to figure it out yes. so yes <laughs> you are a first year yeah. <laughs> yeah well that's awesome and I think that's about all the time that we have here so that will wrap up our interview again thank you so much for coming Esther I know it's a busy time of year with practice and with school wrapping up so thank we... you for having me I'm really glad <laughs> I really I really enjoyed this yeah yeah that's awesome to hear and good luck for the rest of the season you do have a few really big events coming up. You have the CCC Championships and then yes. the NAIA Championships. Yes, we do. And then the Canadian Championships. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, a lot, of, a lot of work coming up, but I'm mm -hmm. sure you guys will handle it very yeah. well.
All right. Thank this you. has been Corey Branson with the CITR Sports Collective and Thunderbird Eye, joined by Esther Lee of the UBC Thunderbirds women's golf team. Thank you all for listening. More than 100 million wild animals are killed. Hello and welcome back. That was Esther Lee of UBC Women's Golf. She wants to uh, plug the UBC Women's Golf Instagram page if you're interested in knowing more about the team. That's at UBCW Golf on Instagram. And before we get back into baseball, softball, and basketball, we're going to take a quick break for some ads. We'll be right back in a minute. More than 100 million wild animals are killed each year illegally. Poaching is a major threat to our country's wildlife. I'm Tom Barry. I'm an actor with a desire to preserve living space for wildlife. The Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust does just that. Works with private landowners to protect wildlife, to preserve natural habitats. To learn more or to work with the Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust, call 800-729-SAVE. That's 800-729-SAVE. Or visit wildlifelandtrust.org. Thank you. Do you like laughing, hilarity, radical thought-provoking creativity, and laughing? UBC Improv is UBC's home for improvisational comedy, theater made up on the spot. Like us on Facebook to learn when our next shows are. Search for us on YouTube for our film sketches. And follow us on Twitter because we want the followers. UBC Improv. Insert cheesy slogan here. Let's get it Hello and welcome back. Now it's time to get into the rest of our sports because there are things other than golf here on campus. We're going to be starting with baseball. Yep, welcome back. The past week of Thunderbird Baseball was extra special. Not only was the team coming off of their first homestand of 2019 against Lewis and Clark where they won the series, but this week they were at once again off home field to take on Corbin while they honored one of the greatest players to ever touch T-Bird's star turf. None other than UBC slash MLB pitcher Jeff Francis, who is not earnest, um, enshrined in the Thunderbird outfield and has his number 16 jersey officially retired by the Thunderbirds baseball. Yeah, the games this past weekend, Saturday and Sunday, two doubleheaders. They saw the Thunderbirds split both days to come out of the series and even 2-2. Two and two. First game, that was a loss. It was 5-1. to one. No fault of starting pitcher now Windler pitched another gem. A week after he tied Francis's school record with 15 strikeouts, he struck out 14 in just seven innings. So 29 in his last two starts? That's that's good. I would yeah, say, I'll say yeah, that's, that's good. good. I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I'm pretty sure that is above average. Uh, things unraveled late, however, and the Thunderbirds relief staff gave up four runs in the ninth inning, unable to get the win after another great pitching performance for Windler. That's yeah, a shame. Second game, the T-Birds bats came alive, though. A seven-run eighth inning catapulted the team to a 10-3 victory. The big bats in the game included second baseman slash third baseman Nolan Weger and designated hitter Austin Butler, who went two for four with three RBIs and two runs, and three for five with an RBI and two runs, respectively. And then the third game took place on Sunday, with the tides turning back in Corbin's favor as the T-Birds dropped the game 6-4. to four. UBC starting pitcher Garrett Hawkins got roughed up for five runs in just four innings of work in this one, and the T-Birds were unable to take back the lead. 
Yeah, adding on to that, in the final game of the series, EBC edged the Warriors for a tight 4-3 victory, bringing their season record to 10-11 and their conference record to 5-3. Yeah, it was center fielder Brandon Hupe who was the offensive catalyst in the finale. Three of his team's seven hits. Reliever James Bradwell lights out in three innings from the bullpen. And that 5-3 and three might not sound super impressive, but in the five-team uh, CCC division, that's tied for first with Corbin. So Thunderbirds awesome. starting the season off well. Yeah. Next weekend, they will play Oregon Tech down in Klamath Falls, Oregon. The Owls just 6-17 and 17 on the season. So hopefully EBC can get another series win. Yeah, it looks like a winnable series. Going to the other type of ball for you now, softball. The Thunderbird softball team, fresh off their Hawaii sing- swing, sorry, were in Bellevue over the weekend to take on the Northwest University Eagles, their CCC rivals. Friday's affair went to extra innings. Saturday's first game saw the two teams struggle on offense a bit, and the series closer was a romp. But luckily, UBC came out on top all three times to sweep the series by scores of 12-9, 5-2, and a nice 9 nothing shutout. And fantastic weekend for Shelby Kempel, who got the win on the mound in all three games. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, came, came off the bench, uh, not off the bench, out of the bullpen in games one and two, held the fort in uh, two closer wins, and then in game three, in that 9 nothing blowout, she picked pitched a complete game shutout, allowing only three hits, only one hit for extra bases in her seven innings. And all in all for the weekend, 12 and two-thirds innings pitched, four strikeouts, 1.15 ERA. That's nice. Dominant stuff. That's sweet. Yeah, and also eight Thunderbirds had hits in game one, meaning there were contributions from up and down the lineup. It was the Mara Began who provided a healthy dose of offense in this ro- in this one and hitting a single and a double while grabbing two RBIs on each. That's efficiency right there. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, that's also a nice way to improve. Nice way to improve your BA slash RSP. Yeah, and as we mentioned, Game 2 saw stingier play from both teams, a bit more defensive. It was Casa Courtney and Michaela Moore who did the most, as they each tallied two RBIs. And then Game 3 was all Thunderbirds, like we said, the shutout. Mia Valky had a three-run homer in the third, and after a couple runs in the fifth and seventh, stretched the score to 5 nothing. Courtney put the icing on the cake with a grand slam. To close I mean, n- nice way to win the game yeah, right there. <laughs> I'm sure she was pretty happy with that one. Yeah, Thunderbirts this weekend, they'll tussle with the Mountaineers of Eastern Oregon in another CCC matchup. That'll be here at home over in Softball City in Surrey. Great. Now, our UBC Thunderbirds teams have a lot of great equipment, but if you are looking for affordable sports gear or active wear, you should check out our friends at Cheapskates down at 16th and Dunbar. They are Vancouver's oldest sporting goods consignment store, and they both buy and sell used equipment at great prices. Check them out on their website at CheapskatesVancouver.com or on Twitter at CheapskatesVan, or just walk down to their store at 3644 West 16th Avenue. And now moving on to the last type of ball for today, basketball. And I've got to apologize because the men's basketball team, they went to the national championship tournament for the second time in three years. They lost in the quarterfinals to Dalhousie, (laughs) who I called out all the way back on January 30th. I didn't think it would ever affect UBC, (laughs) and it did. Tigers completely stifled the Thunderbirds offense. They won 74 to 65. Yeah, it was Grant Shepard and Mason Boursier who carried the team in this one. They had a combined 41 points, 19 rebounds, 6 assists, and 3 steals, 17 of 29 shooting. Unfortunately, the rest of the team had a combined 24 points, 17 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, and a dismal 9 for 41 shooting. They tried their best. That's not great. I mean, Shepard and Borsay, they had great games. 
No one else had a good game. No, <laughs> no. one else even had an okay game. It was no. not good. Jaden Coey, Manrup Claire, who's so good in the Canada West playoffs, combined to shoot 7 for 34 from the field. 3 for 18 from 3. Yeah. Thunderbirds, 18 points in the entire first half. That's that's, that's not good. Not <laughs> good. And Coey and Claire, I mean, those were the big off-season additions we had for this team. Mm-hmm. And they were doing good for so long. It was just this one. They both yeah. weren't able to get it together. Dalhousie, their magic didn't last after this game. They got, they made it all the way just to beat UBC, and then they lost to eventual champions Carlton in the semifinals, fell to Ryerson in the bronze medal game, and the loss to Dalhousie meant UBC was in the consolation bracket and faced familiar foes Alberta the next day. They managed to take this one 72-65. Claire came back to life in efficient 23 points. Yeah, Borsier played all 40 minutes, recorded 12 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, and 2 steals. Nice day for him. He probably had the best weekend of any Thunderbird. Definitely most con- consistent across yeah. the three games. Yeah, different from the last one, Thunderbirds were down 38-31 at halftime, but then Ripoff was 26-9 third quarter to grab the lead and eventually the win. Nice to at least beat Alberta again, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Three of the last four, uh, including the Canada West playoffs. UBC, they won this game despite shooting 6-for-31 from three, combined 11-for-55 from deep in the first two games. But came back to life. The entire offense came back to life against their second Maritimes opponent of the weekend in St. Mary's. 95-86 to 86 victory. Shepard, 23 points and just 12 shots. Bourgeois, 21. Claire and Kohe both scored 18. UBC ended the tournament on a positive note, finished fifth. Yeah, it was nice to see everybody on the team contribute in that last one. They didn't have a bad game to end it off. This was more like the team we saw for much of the season as the Thunderbirds shot 54% from the field and a much more respectable 36% from three as they piled on the points. And the starting five, as we mentioned, combined to shoot 61% from the field and 42% from deep. Yeah, That's little, more what we A wanted. little bit too little too late, but fifth place, solid, especially yeah, considering they didn't even make the national championship tournament last year. This was the final game as a Thunderbird for Patrick Simon. He finished with six points and five rebounds on three of three shooting in his last game. Claire and Kohe. Both fourth years, we'll have to see whether they decide to return for one more year. Be pretty sick if they did. Hopefully they do. And uh, congratulations to Carlton, who blew out Calgary in the final to win their 14th championship in 17 years. As I said in our meeting yesterday, they are the UBC swimming of men's yeah. basketball. Yep. Now, we got to wrap things up quickly. Before we go, most important thing this weekend, Women's Volleyball National Championship Tournament Woo-hoo! happening at Woo-hoo! hosted by the University of Alberta. UBC is playing rivals Trinity Western in the quarterfinals. Hopefully, they can move on and uh, get some nice national medals once again. And with that... Thank you for tuning in to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Besides listening to the show, the best way to keep up to date with UBC Thunderbirds news, standings, and stories is to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at CITR Sports. Next up on CITR is the Arts Report. For Thunderbird Eye, this has been Jake, Liz, and Corey with contributions from the again-departed Jacob Bear. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful rest of your evening.